21 years ago, like those of you who are old enough to remember, I sat in my home in suburban Chicago and watched with horror and shock and heartbreak at what was unfolding on the TV in front of me. Um, at the time, uh, my oldest child, my daughter, was 10 months old, and I remember thinking two things. Um, what sort of world are we create? What sort of world is she going to grow up in? What's going to happen to our future? What's going to happen to our country? What's going to happen to the world? And I also remember being so grateful that she was too young to explain what was happening. Well, here I am, 21 years later. She is here with me today, Victoria. She just started her first year in law school. And never did I think 21 years later that I would be explaining to her how our government is turning the weapons of war, the first set of tools and authority created after 9-11 to go after international foreign terrorists now being aimed at half the country um, and using those weapons in a truly dis disgraceful, destructive, and dangerous way. Now, how we are using that war on terror against the political right, especially Trump supporters, is the pretext for that is the four-hour disturbance at the Capitol Hill on January 6, 2021. Um, when our government and the ground zero for this war against terror, war on terror against the American right, is the U.S. Department of Justice. They consider what happened on January 6 an act of terror. Christopher Wray, FBI director, sat before the U.S. Senate in March of 2021 and said that the FBI considers what happened on January 6th an act of domestic terror. And they have since then treated any American, even tangentially involved in what happened that day, from Donald Trump down to Indiana grandmothers, veterans, college students, as domestic terrorists. What does that involve? Well, the same the same tools, the same capabilities. In many ways, it has been expanded and enhanced. This is surveillance tools, this is prosecutorial tools, it involves torture, and it involves a special prison in the nation's capital, what I refer to as the DC Gitmo. Um, not only did Christopher Wray designate January 6th an act of domestic terror, earlier this year, Matthew Olson, who is the head of the National Security Division, um, announced that nobody asked, of course no one in Congress asked him, no one certainly authorized it, that he was creating a domestic terror unit within the National Security Division. Um, now, it's not really going after real terrorists, real people who are terrorizing the country. Um, it is designated to go after people on the political right. So what I've been doing since really a few days after January 6th is covering the DOJ's really abusive, vengeful, escalating, and unprecedented criminal investigation into what happened on January 6th. Of course, we see this with Donald Trump, the unprecedented raid at Mar-a-Lago, where the FBI stole thousands of documents, 99% of which had nothing to do with January 6th or even what the FBI allegedly was looking for. Not only did they steal those documents, now they are trying to prevent anyone, including a court and the special master issue, from looking at the hundred or so documents that the DOJ and FBI claim are classified material. 
Um, so of course we know that they're going directly after Donald Trump, just like they have been, his family, his lawyers, his associates, uh, Republican lawmakers who support him. There were more subpoenas issued last week, uh, a few dozen actually, because they have now, are now conducting a criminal investigation into the Save America PAC, which of course has nothing to do with January 6th, um, but it does not matter. But what I have more alarmingly been covered is how this investigation, this persecution has targeted now nearly 900 American citizens. They have had their homes raided by the FBI. They have confronted dozens of armed FBI agents inside their house as the FBI ransacks their home. They've been terrorized in front of their children. FBI agents have pointed rifles at elderly women as they stand outside in their nightgown as they're trying to arrest their husband on nonviolent charges. Um, SWAT vehicles are involved, and in some cases, these people are sent to a special prison in Washington, D.C. that has been set aside specifically to incarcerate January 6th protesters. Some of those men don't even face violent charges. They're not accused of assaulting police. They're not accused of vandalizing the building. No pre-planning. Um, this is merely a campaign of terror unleashed by this Justice Department, and it's not ending. They're announcing new arrests every week, believe it or not. The events of 2020, things, events, riots that actually terrorized Americans, that actually resulted in fatalities and destruction, um, that's been completely, not, not just memory hold by this DOJ, they're dropping cases related to the 2020 riots. Um, so, Amazingly, what this DOJ has done, with the consent, by the way, of D.C. judges of both parties, judges appointed by Donald Trump all the way, if you can believe it, to two Ronald Reagan appointees, um, they have been signing off on basically everything this DOJ is asking for, including pretrial detention orders for nonviolent offenders. There will be some men who will be incarcerated, denied bail for almost two years before they have a chance to defend themselves in trial. Now, of course, the worst part of this is these trials are happening in Washington, D.C., where the DOJ now has an undefeated record before D.C. juries, all guilty verdicts, unanimous guilty verdicts, of course, on uh, every single count, on every single January 6th defendant in record time. So, of course, with this knowledge, a lot of these people who have been uh, apprehended and charged are forced into terrible plea deals because they know they have no shot in front of these D.C. juries. So what are some of the counts that the COJ is going after people for? Obstruction of an official proceeding. I believe that this will be the felony count that um, they will eventually indict Donald Trump on. Um, conspiracy. And then the parading in the Capitol. Parading in the Capitol, a Class B low-level misdemeanor, which usually uh, somebody gets a slap on the wrist if they're charged with it, and they're on their way. Not so for January 6ers. This DOJ has sought months in prison for people who either plead or are convicted of this parading misdemeanor. What's worse is what's happening with the obstruction count. You have DOJ coming back asking for years in prison. Some of you might remember Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman who had the, the horns and the face paint. He um, languished in solitary confinement for 317 days until this DOJ tormented him into a plea deal on obstruction. He was allowed into the building. He was talking with police officers. It's all on tape. 
uh, DOJS for 41 to 51 months in prison, and uh, Royce Lambert, a judge appointed by Ronald Reagan, uh, sentenced him to 41 months in prison. What's worse now is with these convictions before these D.C. juries, DOJ now, run by, of course, Merrick Garland, uh, the deputy DOJ, uh, deputy attorney general is Lisa Monaco. For those of you who are experts in intelligence, I'm sure her name is familiar, a longtime uh, Barack Obama loyalist who is now running the day-to-day -day, uh, details of this prosecution. Um, they are going back and asking for domestic terror sentencing enhancements for Americans, regardless of what they did on January 6th. This is to give the legal imprimatur that whoever is sentenced, either plea deal or convicted, is a domestic terrorist. And of course, this is only um, getting worse. So I could go on and on, of course, I, for days, but you can find my reporting at amgreatness.com. I've been reporting on this really since a few days after January 6th. The question is, what do we do? Um, this is a huge issue for the base, as everyone knows. They understand what this DOJ is doing. They understand what this FBI is capable of doing. Um, there was just a poll conducted last month where 68% of Republicans said that they do not trust the Department of Justice or the FBI. They think that it's corrupt and cannot be trusted. Think about what a shift that represents in just a generation. I mean, this never would have been something, a response that we would have expected from Republican voters 10 or 20 years ago. Um, but of course, our biggest problem is a Republican leadership who refuses to acknowledge and admit and confront what is happening with this DOJ and this FBI, aside from writing a few mean letters and posting a few harsh tweets on social media. That's not a solution. And because this DOJ and FBI was never held accountable for Crossfire Hurricane or anything that it's done, really for the six-year period since Donald Trump uh, was running for president, this is now accelerated in a really dangerous way. So what should Republicans do if they take control of the House or Senate? Um, number one, they need to shut down the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia. This is the poison pill in the entire operation. It's run by a man named Matthew Graves. He was appointed by Joe Biden. He was a Joe Biden campaign advisor. He is the one responsible for the 900-plus prosecutions plus this crazy sentencing. Shut down the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office. There's no need to have a federal prosecutor. They're going after Republicans, either lawmakers, the former president, or Americans across the country. Also, the FBI is irredeemably corrupt. It is not salvageable. Look no further than the Whitmer fednapping hoax, as I call it, and what the FBI did to stitch together a random group of innocent men to create this mirage that white supremacist militiamen tied to Donald Trump pose a lethal threat to the country, and also what they did to interfere in the 2020 election, because of course those arrests were announced as millions of Americans were voting for president. The larger question, one I'm sure we'll talk about forever, uh, or at least until November of 2022, is how we force and compel a Republican leadership to confront this, to come up with a detailed plan of how they will shut down this operation protect American citizens who are being unfairly prosecuted, having their lives destroyed, and more importantly, restore faith in the American people that our top law enforcement agency is trustworthy, not corrupt, and not acting as an enforcement arm 
of the Democratic Party. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for a, a diverse and lively panel. I just a couple comments.